I just met with a gentleman not long ago that came to the forum, has a very different perspective on life, and 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 uh, and um, in conversation, basically he uh, he said, "Man, you know, I would just love to talk to you because I want to talk to someone who maybe." Um, has some reasons or thoughts around why they believe what they believe, specifically, you know, specifically around uh, why you believe in such a fairy tale. Welcome to the Search Podcast, where we have conversations about the big questions of God and life. I'm Blaine Larson, and today my guest is Dr. Greg Joyner. Greg received his Master's of Divinity from New Orleans Seminary and his doctorate from Fuller Seminary, and currently he works with Search in Nashville. Greg, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's good to be here, Blaine. You know, I was just thinking about a question I received from a gentleman not too long ago from an open forum, and it's just been burning my mind. I thought we could talk about it a little bit. Well, that sounds fun, but let's start here, though, because you threw out a term, open forum. Uh, what's an open forum? Yeah, I did. Yeah, open forum. So imagine a room full of people who love exploring big questions. We go a little bit further than, you know, the weather and sports, and so... Uh, you know, we've just had a really great dinner, and then it's an hour-long discussion, and it's truly open, so it goes wherever it goes, right? So, as a search staff member, uh, opportunity there is to facilitate it. You know, listen and, and start asking questions, and and so so yeah, it's it's a one-hour discussion, not a debate. You know, and um, it's a it's a environment where people can do that. And so, what are the typical questions that might come up in an open forum? Typical questions. Well, obviously, you know, a lot of us are, are struggling with the problem of evil and suffering. Why are there so many bad things happening around us or in the world? Um, you know, we, we do talk a lot about the purpose of life. So pretty open in that in that sense. What's the meaning of life? Uh, what's the good life? That kind of thing. Uh, we may dive into specific questions around Christianity, or it could be as open as, uh, you know, what what's up with miracles or, you know, things like that. And so, I mean, you know, whatever comes up is, is honestly what we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, man, that sounds really fun. So, uh, we go, okay, going back to where you started, you yeah. said you had a, an interaction with somebody who came to one of these forums recently. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So, the beauty of the forums, I probably failed to mention this, is that there are just so many different perspectives in the room. And that's what makes it so dynamic. And, uh, and so, uh, I just met with a gentleman not long ago that came to the forum, has a very different perspective on life. And, 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 uh, and um, in conversation, basically, he uh, he said, man, you know, I would just love to talk to you because I want to talk to someone who maybe um, has some reasons or thoughts around why they believe what they believe, specifically, you know, specifically around uh, why you believe in such a fairy tale <laughs> and, and use that word fairy tale. And, uh, and so I thought that was super interesting. And obviously, the conversation, you know, after that was lively. And um, and so, yeah, that was that was the beginning of the conversation. And so. Um, I, but I, I do think, Blaine, honestly, there's, there's a lot of folks who, who, when you look at maybe the Bible or Christianity in general, um, it's all made up. I mean, that's, that's the first thing maybe comes to their mind, or maybe it's a fairy tale. Well, why don't we unpack that conversation that ensued, uh, because I think it's going to be really interesting for yeah. everyone who's, who's listening. So that's, that's a common thing. Uh, isn't the Bible a, a myth, a, a fairy tale? So where'd it, where'd it go from yeah. there? Yeah. Well, I, I tend to roll with where people are at, and so uh, if if you, you want to talk about the word fairy tale or, or it being made up, the idea of it being made up, so I just I just go down that road with them, you know. And so that's what I did. And so um, I said, man, you know, I have two kids, you know, one's one's eight, eight year old girl, and we read a lot at bedtime. We did a lot of fairy tales, and you know, you guys are probably well aware that uh, Frozen is probably the most recent fairy tale that came out. But you know, the thing about a fairy tale, um, if you think about it, there's 
you know, these what what draws us in are these characters and the location and 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 generally the idea is that these are you know made up locations. Think about Arendelle, for example, in Frozen. Like, like raise your hand if you've ever been to Arendelle. Okay, so I, I I'm not really sure you know if that's a real place. You know, that's what makes it a fairy tale. So, um, so here's where the conversation went. I just said, I mean, you know, did you know that there are uh, the historical facts throughout the New Testament in particular, these are places that you can go and visit. People go all the time, right? Jerusalem, it's a hot spot, you know, the Sea of Galilee. Who wouldn't want to see the Sea of Galilee? Maybe take a boat ride on it. Uh, these are all places where Jesus, you know, grew up or maybe where he went and met some of these so-called disciples. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where it first, you know, first went was just think about the idea of fairy tale with location and characters, um, you know, some of the lack of connection to reality are these real places. And then um, could we, can we confirm, you know, through archaeology, biblical evidence that uh, the Bible isn't made up in that sense? Like these are pretty, you know, it's, in other words, it's firmly rooted. It's, you know, the New Testament's planted in ground. I mean, it's rooted. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does make sense. Was this was this information new to the person you were talking with? No, it it wasn't new. You know, but obviously, when you, when you refer to something as a myth, uh, you know, there's some assumptions being made, and so I wanted to to challenge some of those. And you know, he very receptive, you know, to it. And as we you know continue to talk, uh, you know, he's like, well, I know, I know that. You know, obviously, I know that there are references made throughout the Bible to certain places. Um, certain characters. But I think the the reality, the truth is, is uh, as we're having this conversation, it's um, have you thought about how much of that is rooted in reality, not fairy tale? So uh, in other words, I'm trying to kick the ball a little further down the field with him mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to test a little bit. Uh, what, you know, uh, specific parts of it do you feel like are made up or mythical? Are you referring to the whole, you know? And so uh, I think I think with him, it, it just felt like... Um, you know, more of a, a headline in a sense that it, it threw a broad category on it mm-hmm. as if maybe I hadn't thought about it, you know what I mean? Or, or maybe I was bought into a myth or a fairy tale. So as you can imagine, it led to me kind of trying to articulate why I thought, you know, this isn't made up. Yeah. Why, so Where do you land with that? So maybe we can get into that as we uh, as we wind up the podcast here of, of what are... The, just a couple of the things that you shared in that conversation at least makes you want to uh, think this is something to take seriously. The Bible is something to take seriously. It's not just a fairy tale. Yeah. Well, I, I think there's three things. I shared this, you know, with him. I, I, the main thing is um, there are, uh, you know, clear references outside or, or, you know, writers outside of the Bible that attest to it. Um, and attest to the locations and the people and the circumstances that were going on politically and, and all of these things. And so just think about it from a geographical, chronological, you know, why do we have all these genealogies in the Bible? It's because it's not made up. These are, you know, real people, you know. Now, it's, it's unreal for me to say that we've, we've got evidence for everyone that's mentioned in the Bible, but um, it's not unreal to say that we have uh, plenty of evidence and scenarios where these, uh, these are very real people in history, you know? And so that, for me, that's, that's one of them. And, and, uh, so looking outside the Bible itself, though, you can, you can see the other writers are attesting to these things as well. So generally in fairy tale, how many people can we go, who can attest to, uh, the actuality of Arendelle? 
You know, like <laughs> who else can tell me <laughs> what that is? My kids, maybe. <laughs> yes. Uh, so no, I mean that. You know, I know that sounds really simple and simplistic, maybe overly simplistic, but it, it's really helpful. You know, in conversation. Are, are there one or two specific writers outside of Scripture that you might point people who are listening to this podcast to 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 explore some of these claims? Yeah, and one of the easier ones is uh, a historian named Josephus. You know, and so he's. He's got uh, specifically around Jesus, you know, he's going to have some uh, references to him and even the resurrection. So, um, you know, that'd be one I would would point people to. But generally, we don't go that far in the conversation, you know, if they want to, we can, I don't, in other words, I don't carry around Josephus' writings in my backpack (laughs) to pull out. Um, But I'm always happy to, you know, to point people towards it. Yeah, but if somebody wants, if somebody's listening to this, they can, it's a place you can start is with Josephus. And he's a contemporary of, of, Jesus, yes. as I understand, correct, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Writing in the first century, writing a history of uh, the Jewish nation, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was so. That's your first point. You've got yeah. outside evidence. What's number two? Yeah, um, you know, I think number two is well, um, you know, every fairy tale. We're talking about the reliability of the Bible in a sense. So every tale, you know, fairy tale, you know, comes from some, you know, book or old book or myth. So who wrote it? You know, who's writing this fairy tale in a sense? So. That's another road to go down, and um, for me, the the grounding in that is the reality of uh, these men who were eyewitnesses, who followed Jesus, who were very close to him for three years specifically, uh, would write this within you know fifty to sixty years um, of of his, of Jesus' resurrection, you know, of his passing, and so um, so in that time frame with eyewitnesses, you know, eyewitness accounts uh, are these accurate accounts of what really happened, or are they mythical? Are they made up? Well, for me, it's not made up because of uh, the closeness they had with the Christ figure and the relationship that they had with him and the time frame in which they wrote it. So all of that for me is, um, it puts a little weight, a little depth, you know, uh, into the story. And, um, and then I look back and I go, so generally myth has some you know, part fairy tale has some uh, exaggeration parts. You know, to the story. In other words, uh, there are parts of the the fairy tale that seem outlandish. You know, and and here's what I would say about that: the the characters. Um, you know, let's just say Paul or you know some of the other writers uh, are including things that are not very flattering about themselves. And so, if it's mythical, if it's made up, if it's fictional, um, why are we including? parts of the story that make us look, quite honestly, very stupid at times. So I'll give you an example there, yeah. and I shared this with the young man. It's just, uh, you know, upon, you know, upon Jesus's death, I mean, if, if you've got that, you know, 12 guys specifically following you that closely, um, if you're familiar with the story, uh, well, majority of them are running in fear, you know, like almost abandoning the faith or um, running and hiding, and they don't hide that part of the story from us, you know, in the New Testament. It's like uh, we see their first reactions when Jesus says, hey, I'm leaving, like the fear is bubbling up, and to the point where um, after he, you know, uh, is resurrected, they're all dispersed, <laughs> where they were one unit, and like their whole identity was around this, you know, this new belief in Christ, you know, and so... Um, I think it's compelling to me that they are going to give us the raw, uh, uncensored parts of the story um, that's, again, I'm just going to keep using the word, it feels more grounded. Yeah. Well, let me try to 
summarize what I've heard you say, and this might be new uh, to to our listeners. Uh, you can look at the New Testament documents, of which we have 27. Uh, you can look at them in a religious sense, it, it, right? Sure. Uh, Bible, you know, whatever is associated with that, but it's a kind of a religious thing. Or you can look at them as history. And the, the thing that's interesting about them is most everybody – any scholarly discipline would would say at the minimum these twenty seven letters, biographies, so forth are are first century history. Whether what they contain is true or not, that's that's yeah. the question we're discussing. But we've at least got historical documents from the first century. What what we read today, uh, if you pick up a New Testament, isn't uh, two thousand years removed. It's it's a translation from these these texts that go all the way back, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And so you're, what you're trying to say is the people who wrote these texts, these were people who knew Jesus, they saw what he did, and we're, we're kind of looking over their shoulder at what they, they wrote down and we're trying to determine. But at least we know we're, we're reading history. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, I'm, and again, I'm, I'm just recounting the conversation where the idea that it's a fairy tale came up. And so uh, I, I go back to the writers who's writing fairy tale to ask the question uh, why they would include certain things in it if it were a fairy tale. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. Yeah. So uh, are we missing anything? We talked about outside evidence. We've talked about the writers being New Testament witnesses. Was there a third point that I'm that I'm missing? Uh, well, I, I did mention that it's 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 planted in the ground so so real locations gotcha, okay. real chrono, you know uh real genealogy you know identifiable space and time you know land you know uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh, this is not arendelle um you can go see it yeah yeah well greg this is this has just been a fun conversation thank you so much for joining us uh today and and thank you for listening to the search podcast If you'd like to continue this conversation, please subscribe, share with your friends. We would love to continue the conversation with you. So if you have a question or a topic that you'd like to discuss or like to hear uh, me and and our guests discuss on the podcast, email us at podcast at searchnational.org. You can find out more information about search on searchnational.org as well. So until next time, thanks for listening.